Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it. Yeah. Although it often feels on top of it. I think we've made that joke a lot lately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. So this year's version is, <laughs> oh God, this week's version is the day that I was supposed to go and pick up the boy, which the last time we talked about him, I was getting ready to get on a plane and go pick him up from his two leg flight. He was going to make the first leg on his own and I was going to fly to an airline hub and meet him and bring him back. You were doing that. I was doing that. And so you had to get up. It's uh, stupid o'clock. Yeah, I... I... <laughs> A stupid clock comes at night for me, but anyhow. Uh, um, yeah. You had to get up and go. Well, really... that's why you had to go last time at stupid o'clock and stay up until stupid o'clock. That was really unfair. I agree. Yeah, we, we it should have been the other way around. But, you know, the trip was not that eventful. I got on a plane. I flew to a major airline hub. I sat on my computer and did some editing and waited for the boys' flight to arrive. And then I got back on a plane and got off the airplane at mid-afternoon and drove the boy home and said, here we are, and thought about starting some dinner and decided not to because that had been a long day, even if it was pretty easy. Yes, it was a very long day. It started very early. So, But um, while I was gone... While you were gone... I come home and I say, oh man, that's been a long day. And child number zero says, oh, let me tell you. Yes, it had been a long day at home. Child zero was calling my aunt, which is their great aunt. Trying to schedule their weekly, let me take you in your own car and go do your chores date. Checking to see what errands need to be done on their day off with our aunt because they are using the aunt's car still. Yes. So I said, you go ahead and call. And I was doing something else at the same time, probably calling my mother. Anyhow... <laughs> Child Zero comes in the room with a scared, horrified look on their face, and I can hear our aunt on the phone, like, no, I don't want to say screeching, but definitely hysterical. <coughs> and then, then she hangs up on, on the child, and then the child calls back, or the aunt calls back, and the aunt talks in a spooky voice. I think I need to see a doctor. Click. <laughs> oh my god. Poor child. So I said, okay. Because the first hysterical part, which went on for a while, was, uh, I should just take all my pills. And, I and thought, if you don't get over here soon, I'm going to. And Well, I don't even know all... Th you could hardly understand her, but I thought, oh no, we're not having that. And I couldn't go anywhere. Child Zero could drive me places, but I was not in any shape to go anywhere. No. You were not. Uh, and I, I, that wasn't the intention of when you had to go get on a plane for me to have to go anywhere. That's why Child Zero was here to babysit me. <laughs> But I, I couldn't drive. I don't think my car was even here yet, so. No, I think um, Grandma was still using it, yeah. So I said, oh no, we're not having that. I'm calling 911 and sending them there. Yeah. So I did. And uh, it's sometimes harder to call 911 than you think it will be because I was trying to switch over to make sure I was giving them exactly the right address because you might mix something up when you're not looking at it. Right. And I hung up on them. <laughs> so oh. I had to call them back. As, as you were trying to open up the address book in your phone, you accidentally hung up the call. Yes, I did. Okay. I did. You didn't just hang up on them like your aunt did because it was a fun thing to do. No, I, I hung up by accident and called them back and started again. <laughs> 
so they they were going over there and um somehow grandma and my boss got involved but that's a whole nother thing that i don't think i can even figure out but they were going to go over there and and um open the door for the when the paramedics came or something which is fine everybody can go wherever they want just don't make me go my personal opinion is that they enable her more than a little bit but yeah well the paramedics went over there and took her away. Yes, they did. And they brought her to the hospital and she got medically cleared. And then they took her to the place she's been saying she's going to go for a while, the funny farm. So they basically cleared her of physiological ailments, but saw that she was still behaving irrationally and potentially dangerously. And so instead of keeping her for the sake of some physical ailment, they kept her for a mental ailment and transferred her to the hospital that specializes in that. Yes, because they didn't want to deal with that. Somebody being out of control like that when there was no reason for them to do that, that was medical. Right. So she's been saying for a while, they're going to send me to the funny farm. So I did text my sister and say, our aunt finally went where she's been aiming. <laughs> do any of these people realize that she's sending herself? They do, but everybody, I'm sure, has their own perspective on it. And here's what I think was happening, because we've talked about her off and on, mm-hmm. is a couple weeks prior, and even maybe a week prior, she was still very manic to the point where she decided her iPhone needed a new battery, and no one could t- convince her that they don't take batteries, you need to bring it to the store. But it was too dim. So yeah, it was too dim. So she pried the front off of it. And then it for sure didn't work. That's how manic she was. Like she could not stop herself. Tweaker says what? Right. So they took her off of the pills they thought were making her tweak like that. And I think she took a nosedive. Like within less than a week, she was faceplant emotionally. and And she has never developed the skills to cope with that kind of emotional distress. And so she was just completely... Yeah. So she she needed some help and she knew that. Um, she, she claims now that she called 911. Whatever. Long as we got you there. <laughs> so that's that's what we were doing while you're flying back and forth. Yes. I, I was going to tell Child Zero, hey, when you get a hold of our aunt, tell her that when the boy gets here this afternoon, maybe I'll bring him swimming. Because she's been saying, bring him swimming, bring the kids swimming. And there were no kids here. Yep. Um, so there was going to be a kid and I thought swimming would be good. He sleeps good after that. He does. He wears himself out. Yes. And he really enjoys swimming. He does. And she really wants company because she has no car. Right. So she, she had company, but she went somewhere else for it. <laughs> And And so while she's dealing with all this, you're supposed to be getting ready to go back to work. Yes, I'm supposed to go back to work probably just a few days later. I'm going to start working half time at this point. My aunt was wanting to get out of there, but they weren't going to let her out until Monday, which I was working. So I told her, look, uh, if you're getting out when I'm getting off of work, I can get you. But if you are not, you may need to take a cab. I don't know that I'll be able to do it if I have to come back and forth. Right. So I call them as I'm leaving work and they say, oh yeah, she's released. You can get her. And I drive over there and I sit there for about 20, 30 minutes and they come out and say, it's going to be a while. Do you want to come back? Should we call you? And I was starving. So with with a really limited diet, right? I needed to come home and eat. I couldn't like run somewhere and get fast food. That's not an option. Right. So I came home, made a sandwich and they called and said, uh, now she really is released. <laughs> So I did go back for her, regretfully, because when I got there, I now know 
that they had apparently been giving her the medicine again that had made her manic because it was on her list. So she's all wound up. She says she's ready to go. And then she says somebody took her prescription papers off of the top of her bag and they're not there. So she has like some shopping bags full of stuff. Books, knitting, right? What clothes, whatever. And she says they were on top and they're not there. Now we're going to have hysterics again. And so the staff has to come out and they want to go through everything and make sure they're not there. I said, look, can't you just tell the doctor to send them right to the pharmacy? They're not uh, controlled substances and the pharmacy and the insurance is not going to fill them twice just because she has them on paper. I mean, they're going to say, oh, this is the same thing. Can you just, I need to go. And they kept doing this, kept doing this. I finally said, look, you guys, I've been very sick and I need to go now. And they looked at me and they said out loud, you know, this man is not feeling well. We need to let him go now. So the idea was I'm going with her or I'm going without her, but I am going. And they weren't, they weren't having me go without her. <laughs> so I, uh, I took her home and I had gotten her keys since I had come, come and gotten the sandwich. Yeah. And his grandma had her keys, so I had to run over there and get the keys. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling well by this point, and I'm not happy about this. So I took her home, and I came home, and I probably slept. I think so. I probably did, yeah. So the next day, you had to go to work, and I had to go to an interview or something, and you and I were both not going to be able to manage a boy, so he goes to the Summer Kids Club. He does. Which he has spun out of before violently. Have I? Our listeners not heard him spin out of anywhere violently at least once? He spins out of everywhere violently at least once. Yes. Unfortunate for all involved, so including the child. We're a little leery of letting him spend more than one or two days a week at this place, but we're aware that it is the option for childcare when everyone else is busy. This isn't even a whole day, and it isn't even two days in a row. This is one day, part of the day, because I was only working part time. Uh-huh. And I wanted to go in at a time of day when I still had some energy and could come home and take a nap. And so you get a call, what, right around lunchtime? Yes, I get a call a little, probably I'm guessing a little before I was ready to leave. And the boy calls me and he says he got in trouble and he didn't even do anything. And I say, wait a minute, if you're in trouble, something happened and that is your fault if the thing happened and you were doing it. I love that. That is totally great. And he's like, oh, well, I'm in trouble and it, and it shouldn't be my fault. And I said, look, it doesn't matter if you think it should be your fault. There's a problem and the problem needs to be fixed. Shortly afterwards. He's, he's calling you from his watch phone. He is. The kids club staff calls me and says, so this thing happened and he suspended. And I'm like, what the f- he suspended? What, yeah. What caused a suspension? Apparently, they got in a fight, him and this other kid. But Being violent will get you in a suspension. Not even a whole day. And we had already paid for the whole freaking week and paid for two outings. And he had gone to, to the outing that morning. Yeah. Came back and got in a fight. Oh, for goodness sake. So I go and get him. Mm-hmm. And I have to sign the paper. And I am not happy about that he's suspended for the week. But the best thing for me to do, and it's really hard, is to shut up until I really calm down. And not till I think I might almost maybe be calm. No, you should wait until you are really, really calm. Yes. Because whereas when I get upset, I project calm. When you get upset, you project volcanic lava all over everything everywhere. Yes. And the boy responds to that with... 
fuel for your fire? Yeah, he he pretty much is going to be like the asteroid invasion at that point, you know. Yes. We're going to, I'm doing the lava. Let's make this double apocalyptic right now. That's right. He's going to send the asteroids. All right. So, um. So it's never a good combination. And uh, then it takes both of us a long time to calm down. So we we get in the car and I say, look, don't even tell me right now. Let me just drive because I I can't be mad while I'm driving. And I think he's he's down for that break. But I was just ready to throttle him. Of course, I wasn't strong enough. So he was very lucky. (laughs) You are still very weak. Yes. Not as weak as I was right that minute because it was only second day working. And I was very tired. So you get home and we do end up instituting consequences that he will not have any sort of friend time or social time during the times that he should have been going to the kids club. That I paid for. And that's why is because we spent money on him being able to go and play with friends and he ruined that chance. So he's not going to go play with friends at the kids club or anywhere. No, he'll have to wait until that time is up. Kind of like when they're sick and they want to go play, but it's not after school yet. And I'm like, hell no, get back in your bed. You are grounded until 4.30 every day, which is a weird way to do it. You know, usually you say you're grounded after you have an earlier curfew, but no, he was grounded until 4.30 every day. He could not go out to play. Right. And the advantage is there, you know, for him because he wants to play and he does eventually get released. It's also good for us because then he can go out and run off some energy before it's time for a dinner, shower, bed. So then the next day you go back to work trying to get another half a day in. Yes. And this time, that the day that day I had gone afternoon, thinking, "Oh, I can do do an afternoon." That didn't work so good. So, um, so you went back first thing in the morning again, yeah? Yes, I did. The next morning, I went back first thing, and um, at some point, my mother calls. Uh, Might have been like driving home, and she says to me, "I know you're only working half a day, but." I took the bus over to Ross and I got a shelf, but it didn't fit on the bus. So I need you to go over and get it. But first you need to come here and get the receipt. No, please. No, thank you. I think we're all used to this story about my mom. This, Yeah, this is just yeah. how it works. But you And know. I, I'm too tired to give her the... Give her any trouble about that. I, I think to myself, okay, I'm I'm really tired and all I want to do is go lay down. But I'm very close to her house. I drive that way. Stop at her house. I grab the receipt. I go get the shelf. And I say to her when I get it, in part because I'm so exhausted and in part because I'm thinking, you know I'm not supposed to be doing these extra things. So you do not get your shelf right now. Just like I do with the kids. I swear. Mm-hmm. So I take the receipt. I go over. I shove the thing in the car. I shouldn't be picking anything up. So I have them put it in a cart. But I still have to... Shove Shove it out of the cart into the car. Mm. Shouldn't be doing that. No, you shouldn't. I drive home and probably go to sleep. You did a lot of sleeping that week. If I was lucky, unless something else happened when I got here, which it probably did and I don't remember. I'd be blocking that out by now. Yeah, because <laughs> I remember being tired. And so your aunt is still a little manicky and wanting to be helpful and wanting to, I think we said before, make plans for everyone and do everything for everyone and sends us food that we'll never eat and sent a set of containers for food with her passcodes for her internet. <laughs> oh yeah, I've got them locked at my desk at work. On a sticky note that yeah. somehow got attached to one of these food containers. But as she's coming down off of these meds again, she has us and your sister and child number zero checking in on her on a fairly regular basis, but then she well, stops responding. She had been calling everybody nonstop while she was manic. Yeah. Oh, she was trying to get me to send a fax for her. But first I had to get the fax and have her sign it and then send it. And... 
And this, this is because be at your work, because your work has a fax machine, because you work in a government office that still operates in the 1990s. Yes. And the reason she needed that is when the, when the paramedics were taking her from the house the other week, she thought, or at least she thinks, she told grandma and my boss to pay her rent with the check that was, I don't know, in the checkbook on the floor or something. And they didn't, and she never checked on that. And now the rent is late and she needs to transfer money because she spent all that money while she was manic. And so she has to go get it out of some account that's at an old bank out of state. And I say, sure, I can get that fax for you. And it doesn't come and it doesn't come because she was sending it to the wrong fax number. So who knows who got it? She was having the guy out of state send it to that. I wasn't checking when this was happening because I didn't feel good. I was so used to her calling all the time. I thought, she'll call me later and ask me if the fax is here. So I'd leave work and not have checked that the fax was there, but it wasn't. Right. So she was trying to transfer this money into her bank and pay the rent that the first check had bounced because she forgot that- She had spent all of her money. And then the second check didn't get there. Because she wasn't there and she didn't check up on the people that she asked. She supposedly asked to do it, although at that point when she's screaming and spookying into the phone, who knows what she actually- said to grandma and okay, but adopted auntie. Like I told her when she kept going on about how it's grandma's fault, I'm like, no, your rent is only your responsibility. And if you ask somebody to do it for you, you need to check. Yeah. Because I was tired. Every time I talked to her, it was like, and she wasn't checking on the facts. And so now that's getting later and later. Yeah. With this thing, she's getting an eviction notice. Then she notices, oh, the fax doesn't come. I better ask George. And gets the fax. I give it to Zero Kid. She signs it, gives it back to Zero Kid, but doesn't tell Zero Kid, hey, did you give that to George so George can fax it? Doesn't tell Zero Kid that there's any sense of urgency with this whatsoever. And so, so it stays in the, car. in the car for like another week. We had all gotten used to her calling all the time, so we hadn't thought to call her and check on her. And eventually your sister calls and says, have you heard? My sister sent me a text. She had noticed that that my aunt hadn't called. And apparently my aunt's stepson had too, because he was asking my sister. So my sister says, our aunt's phone has been going to voicemail since yesterday. Have you heard from her? And then right after that, because she's not like entirely worried yet, she says, and we have a new picture. And sends sends me a (laughs) a little video. That's funny. So that was great. By the way, your aunt might be our missing. Aunt, our but- aunt is missing, but we have a new picture. <laughs> I'm like, good, good. So then she says, can someone check on her? And, and I say, probably. <laughs> Because I'm tired. You are. And she says, okay, good. And, and then I'm, I, I'm tired from managing the small man all week because he- Well, is, you were trying to get interviews done and I doing was, interviews and required prep. and managing the boy and yes, no. and all of that together was worse than holding down a regular job. So I tell her, look, between our aunt and our mother and number two child, it is hard to get any rest around here. And she says, oh, send Jess. I say, Jess is dealing with number two child right now. I have the dentist in an hour and then I work until like one. I will see if anyone else has heard from her. I'm not running over there. Hell to the gnaw. I'm really not supposed to be running all over the place, people. And she says, okay, let me know. I look on the family locator. And it says she's at the AT&T store. And I'm thinking, okay, her phone's broken again or still or something. Mm-hmm. And my sister says, no, no, I looked at the history and it's been like that for a few days. Uh, it's not hooked up to her phone, probably because she pried the front of it off and got a different phone. <laughs> and um, you need to reconnect it. And so that's not where she's at. And my sister starts calling the hospitals. Because she has the time to do this. Her well, kids are grown and uh, fairly neurotypical. There's not a lot of hospitals here either. So No, it's true. Um, 
I say, I can go by there when I get out of work, but if she's dead on the floor, you're in trouble. And if she's, she's not, she's in trouble. And this dead on the floor thing is something my sister and I have been saying when my aunt was manic and told my mom to come over to do laundry and then they both weren't answering the phone because my aunt couldn't operate the phone and Well, it's also a longstanding joke among you and a handful of other friends as well because don't you have a colleague who always hopes to, you know, go with the cadaver dogs and yes. find dead bodies? Yes, and, I do. Yes. I do. So finding people dead on the floor, as much as it sounds like a joke, it's not specifically targeted at your aunt. It's just this general background humor thing. Morbid joke that we use to lighten things up when somebody might be dead on the floor. Dark coping humor is our love language. So I go over... First, I try to talk my colleague who wants to go find the dead people to go over there. (laughs) And they can't go because they have a meeting. Right. And they they think, well, it's not exactly the same because I kind of know that this person belongs to your family. So not exactly the same as, you know, finding somebody out in the wild or whatever. Right. So I did go over there. And you go there and there's nobody there. There's nobody there. Leave a note on the TV, right? I do because I say she's not there. All the lights are on. The plants look okay. So it hasn't been that long. The lights are on, but nobody's home. That was my report. And for once, it's completely literal. She's like, what? Where the heck is she? Okay, what about that guy who drives her around? I don't know. I wrote a note and taped it to her TV, I say. In other words, signing out, going home. Right. No longer my responsibility. I've done the thing you asked. I need to go and recover now. She says she called the hospital. She said her oldest son said, call the bingo places. My sister said, did you look for her purse? I'm like, no, nobody gave me that instruction before. So no, I did not. If you were a woman, they would have expected you to look for her purse. They would expect, why the hell didn't you? And why aren't you doing more about this? And why aren't you seeming more distraught about all of this? I I was not distraught. I did wonder if she had run off with some new friend that she had made at the funny farm and not told us because it was a male or something like that. And that we were going to have to send my colleague who wants to go find the dead bodies out to the woods to find a dead body. Oh, for goodness sake. I was kind of wondering that. And she was uh, then at that point trying to um, see if we could make a report like you do with when kids make a missing persons missing report. persons report and they won't until it's so many hours. And you also need to go into the office, which was not something that you were up to at that point. And I couldn't go because I'm managing everything else that you can't manage right now. This goes on and on and on. Then my aunt calls my sister. And? She's at the hospital. That your sister just called. Some hours before, and she had been there the whole time. Mm. So apparently my aunt woke up at two in the morning on the floor, didn't know how she got there. So she called 911 and went in the ambulance again. And she was so out of it that she didn't call anybody all day. And she sounded out of it because I I talked, my sister can do this three-way on the phone magic thing with her new phone. Okay. It's not broken like her old ones. Oh, gosh. And uh, so so we both talked to her and she sounded out of it. Yeah. She didn't seem to know up from down, but we finally, we found the missing person. Don't tell other people we find missing people. No, no. want that job. But as soon as she got unmissing, very soon thereafter, she had to go back for her follow-up appointment with the mental hospital. These places are always named like some sort of direction and some sort of nature. Have you ever noticed this? I didn't like, notice that. there's Western Willows or Eastern Springs or North Star. 
I never noticed that. And which is weird, since that's my field. It is. But you do notice it now. Now that you say it, yeah, they wouldn't call it like Red Devil Lane. No, no. No, they wouldn't do that. And and the other thing they never do is of all the directions that they use, they never say south. No, they don't. They don't want you going south. Right. So your aunt says, I need someone to take me back for my appointment at the West Wing. Yes, she did. (laughs) And the rest of us are thinking, well, she'd probably fit right in, but... I said, I don't think the therapy is going to be very good there. <laughs> it, it might be actually the type of therapy that, that works for her because uh, it's chaotic enough. So yeah. she has to go back to the doctor. At, at the West Wing. At the West Wing. Mm-hmm. And she tells your sister about this afterward. Yes. She says, so I had to go and have this test done with the psychological somebody and he's a doctor and um, he asked me a lot of questions and I was there for like two hours and he, he asked me so many questions, but it's okay because I knew all the answers. I, I don't even know how to respond to that. Like, I don't think that's how it works. Psychological tests do not work that way. If you know all the answers, that's probably a problem. (laughs) If you know all the answers, you failed the test. You might have. (laughs) But we're not surprised, but we're just thinking, hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so your sister's trying to follow up on this, and she's asking, you know, all of these questions to your aunt who will respond to the question, so did they ask you about your health history? And your aunt will say something about, but I don't have any memory problems. And she'll ask, but did they ask you about uh, your epilepsy? And your aunt will say, I think I'm going to go to Chicago next week. It reminds me when I was trying to get her appointments down in the calendar, she calls in in and says, okay, I have all these appointments this week. And I say, okay, tell me what the first one is. Well, the first one's on a Tuesday. And I say, okay, what time is it and which doctor? Well, the next one's on a, on a Wednesday, but no, I think I have two on Wednesday. Okay, but what do you have on Tuesday and what time? Well, I think actually I have four that week. I have one on Tuesday, two on Wednesday, and another one Thursday, but I'm not sure if they're both at one. Where are they? She cannot answer your question. So I'm thinking, did she answer his questions like that? It's entirely possible, but your sister is texting you and saying, why doesn't she answer the questions? And that was my question was, does she think she's answering them with the right answers? Yes. Probably. So after all of this psychological testing and these multiple follow-up appointments with, you know, you've attended one and grandma has attended one and, you know, she's had all of this other input to her doctors about her health history and about her mental health history and the doctors decided that she should get her driver's license back. Yeah, she passed the psych exam with all the right answers. And we are the fools after all. Well, fuck. <laughs> but of course, who what, knew? The, the good Anybody news, need a cheat sheet? I know somebody who has one. The good news is, and by good news, you know, all of these are mixed blessings. Yes. She does still have to go back and retake the written test and the driving practicum test to get her license back. Yes. And we weren't sure if that was a scoop, you know, because the doctors didn't even have all the hospital reports from the last two times she went. Right. I couldn't believe they were doing this. But I have to say, at this point, she's not any worse than she was in the first place. Like before all this happened, she's only as goofy as she was before everything else. She's only going to get lost and drive halfway across the country. She's not going to drive the wrong way on the expressway again. Hopefully not. I think she won't. If she does, can, can the doctor be held responsible for her ticket? No, but if she does, she would probably get her license taken away for good. And that's what the doctor said. 
Right. Now, I think that if she can pass both tests, then that's okay. My concern was, and I think everybody else's concern after all the stuff we've been through is that they would just give it back to her. Oh, no, no, no. That's no good. And I'm like, okay, if she's not really qualified and you're giving it back, can she run the doctor's car over first? Because, you know, let's Uh make the point here. But she does have to do both a written test and a driving test. She is mildly dyslexic, and because of the dyslexia, gave up on learning to read at about fourth grade. Okay, well, you might you might be made a fool out of again, because today, she only got one wrong. That's impossible. Okay. You fail the test if you get two wrong. Oh. If she only got one wrong, then she would have passed the test. She oh. lied. Maybe she got three wrong, one more than passing. So here's the thing. it is. A- you know this because you recently took number one child there. Yes. And what I was thinking, hang on to that thought. What I was thinking is, is it a fluke and tomorrow she'll miss five? That is possible. But the other thing is, it is a computerized test. And you take all of these questions and you can skip some and come back to them. You can only miss two questions out of 40. They're going to stop your test after you've missed three. They're not going to keep giving you more questions and more questions. Right. Well, this is good to know. We have to wait. I, I don't know if she's going to go back tomorrow, but she, she went yesterday and filled out the papers, and that's when she found out she had to take the test. And she took it and really failed, like right away. And when I called her this morning to see if the kids could come and play, she said, I flunked again. And, you know, child number zero failed this test four or five times before they passed. And child number one failed the test six times before they passed. So it's kind of one of those things where, especially if your test anxiety is high or if your test taking skills are not perfect or if... Some people are not good at multiple choice. That's true. I'm raising my hand. I am not good at it. Yes, you are not. You have a hard time, you know, like if two of these answers are kind of right, then which one is most right is not a good thing for you. And that's a lot of what this test is. Which one of these answers are the most right? Yes. Like, I'm really good at those kind of tests. But I, I imagine you are. A lot of people are not. And so a lot of people have to take this test a few times before they pass it. Yeah. And then after you have it, you have one year to complete your driving test where you get into a licensed vehicle that belongs to either you or someone who has loaned you one. And don't admit that you drove yourself there. You have to have that other person who is with you wave and say hi. And then they have that person wait while they sit in the passenger seat and check off every little mistake and add up your points. Yes. And I don't know how soon after the written test she can do that, but I'm sure she intends to do it as soon as possible if and when she passes a test. Like I said, uh, I think she's going to get more wrong the next time. That's the way I'd probably do it. I think I think she's telling you stories that she got one wrong because they they quit your test after you get three wrong. She she might have the impression she got one wrong. She might be exaggerating. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> she might be taking it a little too far. She never does that. Well, like I said, if she can do both tests, then I'm okay with her driving. Well, that's good. Because if it if the state says she can drive, then let her go ahead. I think we're done now. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. I'm not scared. <laughs> that, <Mostly>. That's it. <laughs> About that anyway. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, 
and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time, we are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. What? Oh, you made a face I didn't know. Oh, it was unusually quiet for a change. (laughs) And see here, I was just counting down the quiet and then I was like, uh, uh, what, what? Usually something happens right (laughs) then. That's why I was probably just looking confused because I was thinking, is it actually going to be quiet? No, we're not going to let it be. Getting the thing we want is too confusing, so we can't actually let ourselves have the thing we want. Yeah. Did you need to start over? No. Okay. Oh, I just had a thought and I'm trying to remember what it was. I don't think it's coming back. Oh, well. If Um, it does, you'll blurt it then. Yes. Good.